before we get started with today's show, I want to remind everyone that we have a Patreon page. So, to help us out, go to patreon.com slash burnitdown. And for $3 a month, you can help us stay afloat and put out more quality content. Again, that's patreon.com slash burnitdown. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Shooting the Shit with Living Jay. I am Jay. I'm Liv. Yeah, sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now, baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing, slow down, baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town, baby. Where did these niggas be at when they said they doing all this and all that? Tired of beefing you bums, you can't even pay me enough to react. Today we have a few topics to cover, but first, let's dance on the grave of a horrible human being. Russ Limbaugh died this week. Um, we're recording this on Saturday, February 20th, 2021, year of our Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, Russ Limbaugh died Wednesday. He did the right oh, thing in his life. Yeah, and he died. I mean, he's had cancer for a long time. Um, so I hope it was, you know, very... I hope he suffered a lot. I really do hope that. And, you know, um, he finally died. So, you know, good for him. I hope you burn hell, motherfucker. Yeah. If, there is a, if there was a hell, I don't believe in hell. But if there was a hell, I hope you burn there for all the time. If hell doesn't exist, I hope they invent it for him. To be <laughs> Rot in the ground. <laughs> and I know the, the the I know the liberals who listen to this show. I know that they're gonna say, "Oh, we shouldn't be celebrating people's death." Oh yes, he was he was a terrible person, but we have to let it go and be good. <laughs> li- Yo, fuck that. First of all, I'm not religious and I'm not a liberal, so fuck all that noise. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> you were terrible. Liv, you got anything to add? Yeah, fuck Rush Limbaugh. Like, I, I feel like Rush Limbaugh is in so many ways responsible for exactly what's going on now with like the fucking conservatives. Yeah. Like the shit he was preaching, the shit, the kind of violent talk that he normalized bring that out in the open i mean i mean back in i remember growing up and being a teenager and like and all everybody listened to russian ball i think even my dad listened to russian ball and mm-hmm. like everyone's got like stories of being growing up and being forced to listen to his fucking evil bullshit yeah like he is responsible for all this shit because all these fuckers that are still trumpers they were all listening to russian ball back then too yep like, and russ, Lim- russ limbaugh is the og of terrible right-wing, you know, commentators today. I'm talking before there was Laura Ingram, before there was Sean Hannity, before there was, you know, Tucker Carlson, your, your, your Alex Joneses. There was Russ, Lim- Russ Limbaugh started out in the, 90- at the 90s, I think it was. Yeah. The Clinton administration. 
and he and you know he paved the way for 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 Trumpism and, and you know just the 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 the, uh, the vitriol that we yeah. hear from the right wing today. Like <laughs> he made evil cool to like to mm-hmm. conservatives. He made like being fucking evil like the misogyny, the misogyny, the homophobia, like the fucking transphobia. He is the the racism. My God, he is absolute. He is absolute fucking scum, and I'm so glad that he's fucking dead. I've yeah. been waiting to celebrate this for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm right there with you. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. Now, unfortunately, with Rush Limbaugh dying, there's still a large pool of, you know, just reprehensible people. So the damage is done, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, yeah. I mean, we can take solace in this that we'll never have to listen to Russ Limbaugh ever again. Oh, my God, you yeah. Know, another one bites the dust. Wake up, you sleepy heads, get out of bed, the witch is dead. Yeah, uh, you're a dis- a disgusting human being, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about the the Democrats. And later on in the show, um, we have an interview from Abby Deardorff. Uh, I'll put that at the end of the show um, about her, her campaign. She's running for school board. And as I said in the interview, as you'll hear later, um, I, always, I started the show with with the hope that people would run for local office, and, and I mean we would be able to talk to those people because I think I think people running for local office is uh is very important, and we need to even if it's just school board, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that's really exciting and important that we pay attention to, to you know who's running. For, for our local office, mm-hmm. and I, I've said this before that like, if you want like a third party or or actual progressive change or anything of the sort, even if you want to take over the Democratic Party or anything like that, it has to start uh, where you live first. You can't throw your hat in uh, presidential elections or Senate Senate races, you know, and have that be the be all end all. Of mm-hmm. uh, progressivism, because when you lose, you you you're gonna feel nothing but despair, and you're just gonna want to give up. Yep. But the problem, the the the, the issue, not the problem. Uh, the yeah, the issue. That's that's the word I want to use. Is yeah. that we're we're not really we don't really pay attention to what's going on around us, and mm-hmm. in order to change, you know, we to change the system, it has to happen from the bottom the bottom up. It can't happen from the top down. Exactly. So, yeah. Um okay, Democrats. Uh they fucked up the impeachment. I'ma just uh, yep. uh, put it out there. 
Um, um, and when I say that, I know a lot of people are like, what? What do you mean? Like, they couldn't have got the votes anyway. I'm not worried about Donald Trump getting convicted. That was never going to happen. Like, I'm not worried about that. But what I am saying is that you didn't bring in any witnesses. Why? What, like, what the fuck? Like, why not bring in witnesses? I, I don't understand that. You caved on the witnesses. You rushed this whole impeachment, just like you did with the last one. Yeah, again. So now the, the, the Republicans can go out and say, see, they just hate Donald Trump, which is argument, mind you. And one they were going to, but you're making it a little easier for them to say that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously this impeachment trial was a little more serious. Um, the last one was serious too, but this is more, more, you know, this is easier to argue. The last impeachment, they, they, they had, uh, they, 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 they put uh, articles in for abuse of power, whatever the fuck that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. It's not even something, yeah. It's not a legal term. It's, it's not. What, the, what the fuck is a collusion and and abuse of power? What the fuck does that mean? That's not a, that's not a, 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 a legal term. You can't really. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, Donald he, Trump's committed he committed crimes. Mm -hmm. Like you can impeach him on the actual crimes that he's committed. This mm -hmm. time they 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 uh put in actual legal legal charges and legal language in there. But they they still didn't go all the way. They still didn't bring in any witnesses. They didn't, you know, and, and I know a lot of leftists were like, well, this is a waste of time. We shouldn't be done. No, 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 no. It's not a waste of time. Yeah. Like, you you have to impeach. You had to impeach Donald Trump. There was no way in the world you could yeah. let Donald Trump just skate. Go ahead, Liv. Yeah, like, even if it's just, like, a fucking check. Like, and I don't even... Like, what, what frustrates me the most about these two fucking failed impeachments, uh, besides from, like, folks not doing the work that was fucking necessary, like, bringing witnesses, like you said, is that I'm thinking, like, first off, yes, we had to do that symbolically, and yeah, he was never going to get convicted, but and to what degree does Trump and Trumpers grow stronger and feed off of these failed convictions? Because I bet they feel pretty fucking... Uh, I feel, but I bet they pretty. They, I bet they feel untouchable. To yeah. Say. And, and and this is the problem. This is going to be the playbook for yeah. every. And, and it's not just the insurrection. It's the the lies about the 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 election results. The 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 the, the trying to steal uh, votes from from you know inner city, you know African American vote. Just trying to disregard. African American votes telling telling elected officials to rig the election for you. He called he called uh the what the uh the the election office in Georgia and asked him to 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 find a, a 11,000 votes for him so he could flip you know Georgia from blue to red. That's yeah. a crime. Him and Lindsey Graham did it. They both did it. Yeah. And I don't. I don't even think the impeachment covered that. It was just the insurrection, which is bad in itself. But I mean, it, it, there's a lot of shit that led up to that. That that the Democrats 
didn't even, you know, they didn't call him. And, and again, no witnesses. Why? Like, I don't. And I understand that, like, Biden was was preaching that, hey, we, we can't focus on on uh, just the impeachment. We, we had to do this quickly. And I think, you know, he's fucking himself over by doing it. Because, I mean, first of all, if anything, the impe- the impeachment trial would have been a good distraction from you, you know, fucking up everything else. But, yeah. you know, this is this is what Democrats do. They, they never really they don't really have a strategy for anything. They just live by the seat of their pants and they cower whenever the, the Republicans yell at them. Yeah, they could have done the impeachment. Impeachment right while you know we're waiting for two thousand dollar checks. Yeah, and that's 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 another thing. Like, first of all, the, the Senate is on recess right now. Why? Where the fuck is our money? Yeah. And well, this is the this is the thing that a lot of leftists were saying. I don't care about the impeachment. I want my money. And like, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah, like y'all y'all did this impeachment, and and like I I want to be clear. The impeachment trial is is independent of the the uh, the, the survival check. I don't think doing an impeachment trial is hold, was the thing that was holding up the survival checks. I don't think you you can do both at the same time. That's yeah. I mean, this twenty four hours in a day. Like, come on, man. Fucking juggle like fucking American citizens are fucking juggling jobs, and fucking money and duties to fucking survive these are fucking survival checks like how the mm-hmm. fuck can how the fuck could anyone be on recess right now and feel fucking fine about that yeah but but the point I'm, i was trying to make by yeah. bringing those two things up is that the politics is bad and this is this is the thing i have this is the, the problem i have with democrats is that they're not they're not good, i mean they're not good politicians you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're really bad at messaging, and when you focus on the impeachment, a half-ass impeachment, by the way. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't pri- also prioritize, you know, survival checks for the working class or for people struggling. It's gonna look like that you only care about one over the other, mm-hmm. and that's that's the problem I have with that. That's what it's gonna look like. It's gonna you wasted all this time on the impeachment. Instead of doing my money, well, they could have did both. Like yep. it was actually possible for them to do both, but they didn't. And now we're waiting until what March to get survival checks. They're talking about March now, uh, and you know, luckily the House just uh, improved the uh, the package from from uh, four for uh, fourteen hundred to you know uh, two thousand. So you know, great for the that's good for the. The uh, progressives, uh, the the sellouts <laughs> in the house, good for them. Mm-hmm. They, they, they uh, I don't know if it's going to pass in the Senate, but you know, we'll see. Um, you know, good for them. But you know, instead of being political, politically savvy, they fuck themselves again. Only did one thing and did a half-assed job at doing it. Yep. That's that's them. You, one thing you can always count on Democrats to do is snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Mm-hmm. You can always count on Democrats to do that. Yep. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Exactly. Uh, 
Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, fucking disgusting. It's so frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, for all, uh, here's the thing, too. Folk science is like, it's it's the fucking dead of winter. Like, folks are fucking, how are they heat in their houses? Like, think of, like, it's just, if if anything, if those survival checks were never more important. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, uh, why they can get along not prioritizing the American people, like. I mean, this is just part for the course. Um, yeah. This is, this is what I'm talking about, like. <sighs> Democrats are just bad at politics, man. And, uh, and. Again, I'm gonna say it again, and I know people don't like when I say it. They're fucking paid to lose, man. Like it, it, they have to be paid to lose. Cause I mean, you can't, you can't keep doing this shit over and over again and expect people to think anything else. Yeah. There's only one party in America, man. I'm telling you, and it's the money party. They don't give a fuck about the American people. They don't give a fuck about the poor, the working class. If, as long as their donors are doing okay, fuck everybody else. Yep. Yep. Alright, um, let's talk about Texas. Um, <laughs> you said you talked to, uh, to uh, Bobby Dean. You messaged him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I asked him. I was like, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, you know, I was just like, hey, how's it going? Trying to see how it you know, going down there and also, you know, maybe, you know, come back on the podcast or something like that. Like, not trying to be exploitive. Uh, my reply was, sucks ass. <laughs> and nothing after yeah. that. So. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, pictures of, like, like, what they're going through in, in Texas, man. And it's, and it's, and it's really sad. And like I, I know, I know uh, the 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 leftist and liberal mindset is to you know just dog on the Republicans in Texas as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, make fun of them for you know not not you know believing in science and voting Republican and you know this and that. And and let's be clear, let's be clear. There's a lot of people suffering there. Oh yeah. So you you do have to have a little sympathy, a mm-hmm. little sympathy, even for the 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 uh, the. Rep- you know the people who vote Republican. There's a lot of Democrats who live there too. So let's let's not forget them. Um, yeah. Cities like Houston and Dallas and San Antonio, they're all ran by Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's a there's a lot of a lot of people over there suffering right now. So we do we do have to you know walk a fine line here, and you know just keep that in mind when when you're trashing. You know the Republican government of of Texas. Um, try to be a little sympathetic to the 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 actual people. Yeah. Just I've seen some disgusting things online, and you know I just you know it, it rattled me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not one to be you know sentimental when it comes to politics, but like Michael Brooks said, uh, be ruthless to systems be kind to people exactly so just keep that in mind when you're you know attacking the republican government and, and by the way <laughs> yeah twitter man oh my god twitter is great <laughs> I, I swear to god i'm on twitter right 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, right? And yeah. this lady, I don't know what the fuck her name is. Dill. And she's she's a leftist. She's a leftist. One a viral post on Twitter right now read that, that uh uh Democrats and uh voters in Texas will remember that Democrats failed them. And I was like, What? And I'm like, what? Like, what? First of all, I'm not one to defend Democrats. I don't like Democrats. I vote for Democrats because, you know, I'm not going to let a Republican win. That's yeah. one thing. Okay. But, like, some some of y'all on the left, yo, y'all really got to get a fucking grip. Like, okay, yeah. maybe Joe Biden didn't move fast enough on the relief. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but like mm-hmm. to solely blame Democrats for what's going on in Texas, it's just like the most like what and like I was trying to, and like I commented I was like, hey like um like what do you mean like you, you blaming Democrats for this when they didn't move fast enough on the response and and yada 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 and I'm like well what do you want them to do like this is a problem that's gonna take a little more than you know. Just snapping your fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like some of y'all are so are so ready to hit, to pounce on the Democrats at every second that yeah. you don't really stop and think that you know Texas. The reason why Texas is having a problem with the power and the water and, and all this is because of you know decades of. You know, ignoring their infrastructure and doing libertarian, you know, free market policies that fuck mm-hmm. everybody over mm-hmm. to just to save money. You know what I mean? They didn't they didn't winterize any of the pipes or whatever, so the, the water mains broke and and they don't have power because they're off the the federal grid. And, yep. the, and, and you know, the Republicans over there are trying to blame the Green New Deal, which is just, first of, all, first of all, there's no Green New Deal yet, so yeah. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Y'all blaming windmills when, yeah. when I looked it up, only 10% of their, their, uh, their, infra- their infrastructure, their energy yeah. infrastructure is windmill powered, so... The fuck are you talking about? I, and yeah. then those were put up like 20 years ago. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with AOC or the Green New Deal. Y'all did that shit on your own. That's first yeah. of all, and it's only 10%. So how is that How is that 10% affecting your entire state? Like, I don't understand that. So they're lying. <laughs> they're lying. And, you know, the media is going to go along with that because the media likes to call everything 50-50 and not actually calling anybody on their bullshit. So yeah. expect CNN and, you know, ABC and, 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 and the likes to just go along with that. Oh, okay. Well, the Republicans are saying it's because of the Green New Deal. Which yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. It's, it's just like, what the fuck? And then you have Ted Cruz <laughs> yeah. going into Cancun in the middle. Which is like, okay. I'm 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 gonna do something here that I don't normally do. I'm gonna defend. I mean, I'm not gonna defend Ted Cruz, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. There's nothing Ted Cruz personally can do 
for Texas. Like, he can't really, like, what is he doing? He's not really, he's not part of that local government. He's a senator. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he can't really do anything. But, you know, escaping to, to Cancun while your state is dealing with a crisis is bad politics. Like, it, it just don't look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Like, Raise like two million dollars for uh, the folks. Yeah, that- like he, but you know, Ted Cruz's not doing that. Like yeah. he's not, he's not doing that. Like, I'm, I'm just like- saying, like you could at least pretend to care. Yeah. Like better work is is raising money and you know organizing on the ground in Texas right now. The guy he beat in the in the last uh, Senate election. But O'Rourke, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna try to run for governor. I, I I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, he's he's uh yeah he's on the ground there. Uh, AOC raised two million dollars, and you know I saw a Twitter post from a leftist saying that they're only doing it to make Ted Cruz look bad, which is okay. Do it to make Ted Cruz look bad. The <laughs> folks need the goddamn money. Holy shit! Do I mean, it. <laughs> you don't really have to try that hard to make Ted Cruz look bad, but like, yeah. whatever. I mean, but I, I mean, like I said, I don't really, I don't really think like Ted Cruz can't really like he's. You gotta focus on your. This is what I'm saying. You have to focus on your local government. This is why I always say that. Pay attention to who's on the ground there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you got one, one the mayors of one of the, of Colorado. Uh, and that's how you pronounce it, Colorado. I have no idea. Colorado, Texas, a small town. You had one of their mayors just kicking, you know, one of those libertarian things. Every man for himself. Do what you can for your family. Don't ask for any handouts. If you can't provide for your family during this crisis, it's your fault. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, dude, God. you're the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Now, since that guy has resigned, because of course he did. Like you can't say shit like that. But you know, this yeah. is this is what I'm saying. Nobody pays attention to who they're voting for. Mm-hmm. Like they voted for a prick like that. And even if you're like, even if you're a Republican, and if you're a local official, like you can get away with shit like that. If you're like, if you're a Republican. And you you live in the state and you're in the local government. You can't really be that that gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you gotta see these motherfuckers every day. Yeah. And they gonna be at your house. You know what I mean? With pitchforks. Yeah. You can't really do that if you're if you're not. And this is what I'm saying. Pay attention to who you vote for in your local election. Yeah. Because if they willing to say shit like that and they live in in, in your immediate area. And yo, what the fuck? What you think they gonna do when they get to Congress? Yeah. You know what I mean? If they get to Congress. Yeah. And this, this is the thing. Like, this is the thing. This is why Ted Cruz thought he could get away with going to Cancun. Because he's not really part of the local government there. He's just their senator. Yeah. He just won re-election. He don't care. Yeah. Now, could he have done more? Yes, he could have. He, he could have done... He could be calling... For uh, the Senate to to you know break recess, he he could be doing that, but he can't really you know only the only pre- person federally who can do anything is Joe Biden, and Joe Biden actually did send you know FEMA and, and federal aid to Texas, and they're trying their hardest 
to you know to work everything now it's not going to happen just like that because like i said this is a problem that has built up over decades of draconian policies mm-hmm. that led to their infrastructure crumbling yeah but Ted Cruz going to Cancun yo dude like you got a lot of balls man like yeah. you really oh and then <laughs> the lie the lie he came up with about escorting his daughters yeah he even left the damn dog house yeah, yeah, I saw that shit too, man. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man. You couldn't take your dog on vacation? Yeah, look, that's how much Ted Cruz loves his dog. Imagine the people that, you know, voted for him. <laughs> I, I really don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he thought he could get away with that. Yeah. And, like, I, I mean, I do understand. I, I know why. Because, like, shit ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm a senator. Like, yeah. that's how he thinks. And he's kind of right kind of because he really like what can he do he he's the senator he's not the governor he's not the mayor in any of these towns he's not joe biden but like yeah that's bad politics bro you could be down there raising money or you know being a leader for your constituents oh yeah you could be that but you know fuck you as far be- as Ow. politically he can't he don't really have any power there yeah. But it's a bad look, bro. It's really a bad look. Right, yeah. God. I just want people to, to, you know, pay attention. Like, just know who to blame when, when you're pointing blame. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's Ted Cruz's fault, too, for, you know, being, you know, Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. But there's people on the ground there in, in their government who have fucked up royally. Yeah. Over you know, just years and years of libertarian draconian policies that yeah. fucked up their infrastructure so bad that they had one one snowstorm or yeah and, and it just you know ruined the entire state. So just keep that in mind when you you're being angry and don't blame Democrats. <laughs> yeah, right. And I also think uh, like America, it seems like it's so uh, it's it's. They can't handle any fucking crises, like, at all. And, like, you know, they were talking to... Remember, like, back in Katrina, they were talking about, like, uh, the levees and stuff that was built. It was made to, like, withstand the worst storm, like, like in, like, 30 years. No, not even, like, 100. Like, whereas, like, over in the Netherlands or something like that, people are prepared, you know, were prepared for, like, the worst flooding and storms in, like, 100 years. Like, imagine how many... Imagine how many jobs would be created if they had folks yeah. preparing and doing maintenance, you know? Yeah, and this is the thing. They had they had advance warning on the storm. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you knew this was coming. I mean, like, and you you couldn't have done everything in a couple of, a couple of days to get no. ready for this. But you could have done something. Yeah, no, they've been they've been uh, not doing the right thing for fucking decades. Like since. yeah, and and like they're they're you know to de- they derelegated everything in their energy their energy departments to and they they cut themselves off from from the rest of the country. Like they're not on the uh, the electrical g- grid with the rest of the country in order to avoid uh, you know uh, relegations. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And they did it on purpose so they could do that. Just just to save money. And um yeah, and this is the type this is the type of shit you know, being a libertarian gets you. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Don't want to pay any taxes, and you don't want to. You don't want to be relegated. So you know now you got you know millions of people without water and power and heat. Yeah, exactly. And you ever hear that bit too about? I think I think it was Noam Chomsky. I remember reading. It, I was like a teenager. Said something about like uh, he wasn't into libertarians because basically they just like they just favor private power. But like that yeah. can be equally corrupt. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> I always. And when I was a teenager, I remember hearing that and thinking, oh, so United States of McDonald's, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they want, you know, the, they want the free market to, to not decide. They want the free market to rule. And, yeah. And, and, you know, that's fascism. Think it out. <laughs> Think it fucking out, Liberty. Oh, God. Think it out. Finish that thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's fascism. When yeah. the government is intertwined with business, that's fashion. Yeah, when when's it become the United States of Amazon? Yeah, right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in the the ironic thing about that is that that's not the free market at all. That's not what a free market is. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. It's if you want the free the free market to actually be free, you actually have to relegate it. You yeah. can't have a whole bunch of monopolies or yeah. one monopoly. Jesus, with the way Amazon and Disney are going, Jesus fucking Christ, what yeah. else are they going to buy? You know, and AT&T, it's going to be Amazon, AT&T, and Disney pretty soon owning, owning all of us. Yeah. <laughs> And then one one day uh, they're all gonna merge, and it's gonna be one company <laughs> united <laughs> under God, indivisible. <laughs> united under Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> united States Walt Disney. Uh. Okay. Um. I, I think I think that's gonna do it. Oh yeah. I wanna. I wanna. Um. Cover that uh, that article I sent you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, this is an article from Wired.com that really that really scared the shit out of me, and they they talked about it on uh the worst year ever a podcast that I listened to, mm-hmm. and like I, I read the article and the headline is billionaires see VR as a way to avoid uh, radical social change. Yep. So um so basically what what tech guys the tech the tech sector is is pushing for um they're trying to create a holodeck pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheap way to avoid, you know, real problems, you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically when what they're going to do since VR is becoming more affordable and the poors can now, you know, well, some of the poors can afford to buy VR headsets. Mm-hmm. Basically, what they're going to do is have you in a vir- create a virtual world so you can escape the problems of the real one. And this is like, like, I just, you know, when you were a kid, 
and you saw these these movies and and you read these science fiction books of like yeah. dystopian futures where they go into an alternate reality. Like we just saw, Liv, did you see the movie uh, Ready Player One? Did you see that? No, I did not see that one. Okay, Ready, Play- Ready Player One. This is this is basically what this is. This is a Ready Player One type, and I, I, I'll explain what what the thing is. In the dystopian future, there's like the world is so fucked up, and corporations rule everything. But they have this this virtual reality video game thing called the Oasis. And everybody goes to the oasis to escape the real world. Wow. And you know, at the end of the movie, the, the 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 main character he wins control of the oasis, and he shuts it down for like two or three days, uh, and tells people to spend time in the real world or whatever. And you know, uh, personally, uh, I think he should have shut the whole thing down. But you know, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> but this, this is what I'm saying. That like they're they're actually trying to make a real. Watch the movie, by the way. Uh, some oh, people what? don't like the movie, but I I, I liked it. I, I'm, the the movie is actually a good movie. It has some problems. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll review it in the future. I think I think that's a good movie to review. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's actually pretty good. It has a lot of you know pop culture and video game references in there. And if you're a video game nerd and or you grew up in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. which is like Amy, which is like, and I want to make this point: stop making movies in the future and using eighties music to promote yeah, it. Right. Like, what the f- what? Yeah. like what? Like you're making this shit for kids. Don't we don't know none of these songs or references, man? Like, like hire writers from this decade, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> or in their prime, or who grew up in the in, like hire Gen Zers to write yeah. your movies. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Exactly. But, but I, I digress. Um, yeah, this is what they're trying to do now, man, and this is fucking scary. They didn't learn anything from these movies. Or yeah. these books that t- that the moral of the story is: Hey, you see this shit? Don't do this. But yeah. No, these tech guys are like, no, actually, let's do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you didn't learn shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah. Fuck. It reminds me of like the Matrix kind of too. Like a yeah. thing. Like, like you're trying just- to create a real Matrix. Yeah. Like <laughs> check out. Like yeah. Like. Fuck escapism. Fuck escapism. Like, for all the folks that are like, I'm tired of living through, like, historical events. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> do the damn work. Stay present, for the love of God. That's, that's the least yeah, you can do. I mean, you... I understand escapism. There's a place for it. I do, too. Yeah, but we all yeah. do it. But, it's like, we have to be... Like, this is the thing with Instagram. This is... This is the thing with social media. Everybody on social media is living their best life all the fucking time. They're always on vacation. They're always eating, you know, the the, the most gourmet foods. Everybody's rich on Instagram. Every everybody's, you know, sipping a drink and having and partying. And sh- but that's not real life. 
That's not real life. Yeah. And how conversations are missed out on because everyone's always pretending that they're fucking winning. That that need to take place because you know after this year I don't know one person that's not barely fucking hanging on. And you know in in talking to each other about real shit and stopping lying to each other and and keeping the escapism to minimum, we might be able to yeah. make like real progress in the micro that might be reflected in the macro. Mm-hmm. It's the love of God. Like everyone, stop being ashamed to be suffering. Stop being ashamed to be poor. Stop being ashamed being you know working class everyone stop the fucking shame and let's let's fucking talk about real shit because i'm i'm sick i'm sick of social media is exacerbating it it's making way and now they're taking it a step further yeah and creating a virtual room this is gonna fuck us oh yeah like you're gonna get more and more people to ignore real life problems and we're not gonna get anywhere by ignoring real shit. Like we still in a pandemic. And every day I feel like more and more of the people are forgetting this. Mm-hmm. Like I just saw like a I just saw somebody was having a party last week on, on Instagram, like one of my friends, and I unfollowed them. I was like, oh, you're an idiot. So yeah. But right. like, but like, yo, man. And, and when I say a party, I mean like a basement fucking dance, lights off, bumping and grinding party. That's what I mean. Not like a party where you sit in a chair and drink. Not like five people come over for soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like that kind of party. No. They was yeah. having like a fucking raver in their basement. And I'm like, yo, you, you fucking crazy. Yeah, right. But anyway, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you, like, Everybody's trying to escape their problems all the time, and I, I understand. I get it. Like I play video games. That's that's my my uh, escapism. I play video games. Yeah. But then I go out and I face the real world, and we actually have to do the work. But this right here, this VR plan they're trying to come up with, so people can avoid you know actual problems. And holding the, you know, eating the rich, which is what we really should be doing. Yeah. This, and, and make no mistake, this is why they're doing this. They're trying to get people to, you know, back off of the billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. They're trying you know to get. I mean? Let's let's the give gap. the op- let's give the opium to the masses. You know, pacify them with a yep. virtual reality, so we can mm-hmm. go back ruining the world. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is what they're trying to do with this. Make no mistake. Yeah. And like, we're not gonna fall for this shit, man. We're we're just not. Like, take this fucking VR plan and shut up and shove it up your ass. Yeah. Yes. Tune in. Fucking tune into fucking reality. Like, stay present. The love of God. Because if if you're checking out, who's who who's just who's gonna be there? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Um. So at this time, um, I'm gonna uh, have everybody listen to the interview Liv and myself did uh, this week with Abby Deardorff running for school board. I'll put it in right here. Abby Superwoman Deardorff.
Today we're bringing back Abby Deardorff. Say hello, Abby. Hello, everybody. Uh, Abby, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Um, I first started this podcast with the hope that people would run for local office, and Abby is doing it. Abby, please tell us <laughs> all about your campaign. Yeah, so I am running for school board um, to be on the board of directors for the Springford School District, which is in the suburbs, uh, the western suburbs outside of Philly, um, where I've been living in this town for three years. Um, My son, he is in first grade. I have three kids, so he's my oldest. So we're going to be around in the school system for a while because then I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So I have a very vested interest um, in the school and the students and their families. Um, If you would have told me this time last year that I'd be, you know, out getting petitions to get my name on the ballot for the May primary, I would have said you're full of poop. Um, But I think this past summer and election season and the pandemic just really lit a fire within me and a lot of people and it's given us time to kind of encourage to realize we can do things that we've trusted others to do for so long yeah um And so when I started getting involved in local politics and kind of, you know, because I had an interest in what was going to happen in the school year, um, I started paying attention to my local township supervisor meetings and uh, joined my local Democrat group. And they kind of, you know, in one of our meetings talked about the school board and things that they were doing or not doing. And it was all this summer. So it's funny because This week, Joe Gale, our Montgomery County Commissioner, announced, (laughs) my buddy, (laughs) announced his his campaign for uh, Pennsylvania governor. Yeah, okay, good luck. It's it's like, you know, ideas of grandeur and and delusion, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I think that I can thank him in a way for getting me where I am today, because... That's when I really, um, you know, after George Floyd was murdered and he, Joe Gale put out his statement against Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, there was no repercussion for, for his behavior. Um, 
you know, I said that day, and I said this probably the past two times that I've been on with you guys, is that I was going to use all my white power and privilege to to take him down. And I haven't been successful in that per se, um, but it definitely got me involved in a way that I think is for most regular normal people that haven't been very involved in politics. Um, it's scary because you, you, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in student senate. I had a lot of my friends in college were in student senate. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was like pretty nerdy, but people I liked were doing it. So I was like, I guess it's cool. Um, I don't, you know, I've learned a lot in the past year, but I think when I woke up and started paying attention to who my representatives are and realized they weren't, you know, the federal government government and leadership sure as shit wasn't working for the people that they represent and that I care about and that I see. And then when I further looked at it locally and they still weren't, and I'm like, well, that has to change. And here I am. (laughs) So, you know, I think if I, I can figure this out, I have a lot of support um, that do know what they're doing. And I feel like I'm just as qualified as any other engineer um, or small business owner or mm. you know that sits on the school board it, I don't think the Absolutely. school board yeah I don't think typically school boards have really been representative of you know there's no like cookie cutter what qualifies you to be on the school board I'm a member of the community um, and therefore I'm qualified to make a run for it you know mm-hmm. so I mean you have you have children Right, and there's, I've and, seen I've seen people on school boards who don't even have kids. There's a I think there's like I guess it's nine and out of I think there's only two that have kids in the district right now, and I think one wow. is a senior, um, and one might be a junior. And that's something that like along the way I've learned I've been noticing, which is kind of a policy point or a campaign point for me, I guess is so much time at these meetings you know take the pandemic out of it is spent on things for the um high school level students Mm. and there's actually many more elementary students who i feel like not that they're overlooked because clearly there's nobody really underserved in our district you know um but i just like it's that like equity and um you know, just making sure that we're we're spending the the dis- you know the community's money in a way that's fair for everybody. And so I don't know. As a mom of an elementary age student, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, the seniors, and I don't downplay it at all. The seniors last year, the seniors this year, they're missing so so much. But like, so is my so is my first grader. Like he missed half of kindergarten last year. Yeah. Um. So it's just something that I've noticed is it seems that it's, you know, very focused, of course, on the sports and the upper level things. But how can we kind of and maybe that's just how it has been for the past year. I haven't watched or participated in school board meetings, you know, before the summer. Mm -hmm. I have been rewatching some of them just to catch up on, you know, where the district stands on certain um, topics. But. It's, it should be interesting because the people there are incumbents that I'm running against who have um, are very 
prominent in the community and respected in the community um, and have been on the board for over a decade and obviously have been part of a lot of the amazing things that the district has done, but that doesn't mean you get to stay there forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I, I think it's interesting. Oh, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I think it's really interesting that um, there's, that sounds like there's like only two people on the school board right now and they have kids and they're older. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm imagining that like uh, for the local school board around here, I, I'd want to see people with, you know, young children if they could find it in their schedule. And, you know, because how, I mean, you're so, you're so invested you know like i think your, your i think it's hard so many people say like i don't know how you find the time and i'm like i don't know like the truth of the matter is i really don't sleep that much but and i have a very supportive husband and family um but i don't know i don't i don't have the time <laughs> but yeah. i need, you know for any of the crazy stuff i do but you know i i make it work and so i think you know i you know because of my work schedule it I have a lot of flexibility where people don't and the pandemic has you know given others a lot of flexibility too where people that are working from home now don't have to spend all that time in the morning like getting lunches ready and getting kids to morning care and then driving to work and then getting home from work and then making dinner and then doing homework like we're all kind of here like doing those things so there is a little bit more time um so i mean i would assume that's probably why people with young kids aren't running for school board typically because like when would you know when would they have the time to do that especially if they're working like a traditional nine to five job and you know i think i've heard like criticisms of you know you can't have the board be all like people with children as well because there's the community members that don't have kids in school that are still paying school taxes and want to make sure that you know their money is being spent wisely and we're not just saying like give the kids everything <laughs> spend all the money yeah that's a um, good point so I've, you know, I've seen like, you know, both sides, both sides of that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what, what made you want to, uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, your name in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the bucket there. I think because for at least the past four years, I've been waiting for somebody to come save us, mm. you know, um, for there to be an adult in the room. Um, for there to be progressive planning and there hasn't been mm. no one no one came to save us um, from the national level down you know to the state level and if I didn't run there weren't there's not people coming out of the woodwork wanting, wanting to do it <laughs> yeah, and, <right. laughs> you know I I, it was something like probably when we started talking in the summer, I was approached about it and I thought about it. And I honestly can tell you in my gut, I knew I was going to do it. Like immediately I was like, yes. And then I was like, well, I have to, you know, just really, I thought about it and processed it all summer long. And then as things got really contentious with the back to school, um, stuff with the parents and the community I mean it's it's ugly it's really it's ugly out here um mm -hmm. and when you speak out about it it you know that you're putting yourself out there to to take on that ugly and Ooh. there are um 
the current school board members, there's been parents protesting outside of their houses. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff online, you know, where they try to engage you in like, it's just so awful. So it's like, why would somebody like willingly, you know, we announced our campaign and like that night I was called Hitler. <laughs> you know, like somebody basically called That's me Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I... Oh, I forget exactly the context, but it was about wanting to control people, you know, that I, yeah. um, you know. I mean, par for the course in government, right? I mean, you're, it's it's I, in the name, you're governing, but whatever. Right, but I don't, like, it's that there's this, you know, this population out there that believes that liberals or democrats or you know anyone that believes in science um like real science not like fake science mm -hmm. that that we just want to like control people and keep them home and that the government planned all this so that they could control like for what like i don't understand what this big end game is by like yeah. ruining everybody's life for a year yeah. i don't like... i mean it's 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 really dumb because not a lot of people think critically anymore so right. so if you really think about it like if the government were to do anything they would want people to you know work 24 7 and make money for the top one percent right. they wouldn't want everybody to stay home that makes no sense like i just don't and of course like i and so you know i'm new in this community my my son is young so not a, you know i know my 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 development where i live is an amazing um community it's tight-knit we walk to school you know um i think it's like 200 houses maybe um so it's great and kind and I've gotten to know a lot of people and I've gotten to know a lot of people through my son's um, nursery school but I don't know a lot of like the older parents or you know of older students and so all they know of me um, is calling into school board meetings and speaking out about their planning um, or lack thereof for getting kids back in school mm -hmm. and um, so they, you know, there's talk that I'm just like this one-sided uh, candidate and, you know, that I, like, that that's all I'm about. And so, yeah. you know, I, I would like to, you know, so through our campaign, I'd like people to get to know me. Like, I'm a mom, I'm a nurse. I mean, they all know I'm a nurse because I bring it up all the time. But, um, <laughs> you know, like that's I, a bad thing. I'm a plant mom. I have lots of plants. I like hard seltzers. You know, <laughs> I am like normal. Um, but so, you know, it is like, and the other thing too is, okay, you want to pigeonhole me as being this like one, you know, topic candidate. Um, getting the kids back in school is not my job and is not going to be my job when I'm elected. I would get sworn in in December of this year and then, you know, it's kind of like during the holidays and then obviously school would pick up in the beginning of 2022. So, right. you know, hopefully by then, um, you know, 
hopefully now we're through the worst of it. And, yeah. and, you know, Fauci even said, like, if things go really, really well, we could be back to normal, whatever that is, by Christmas. So, you know, I really would like to push back and say, if if you're still so concerned with this, like, our kids are in school, by the way, like, um, yeah. the, thir- the third marking period, the 6 through 12, they're back if they want to be four days. Um, and... K through six has been back if they want to be five days since November. Um, you know, I wasn't advocating and have never really advocated for like a complete and total shutdown. I just wanted it to be safe. My my school district is I mean, not doing yeah right. right. But some people don't. They don't think that 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 it's unsafe, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't think that what the benefit for them outweighs the risk for them. So it's very personal, and I you know I respect that. But I also think that we need to respect what the experts are saying and not yeah. kind of piecemeal that information and apply and it. And there's, there's, there's other people, too. It's like, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, people. that's America. Nobody, yeah. you know, and I sa- I've said this and, you know, it's kind of laughable. It's probably like the bleeding heart within me is like, I kept my son home, not because it was the easy decision, yeah. not because I thought. You know, I would have sent him back probably in November because I've been in the school and I've seen it and the kids wear their masks and they distance and the kids do a really great job. And I, but I, you know, it's exposing him and then it's causing, it causes, you know, disruptions in, in our lives. Cause then like, if he has to quarantine for 10 days and, you know, if they get sent back to virtual. So I know keeping him virtual, he's just virtual. His teacher changed once already. If I were to put him back in full-time in-person, then he would have another teacher. And so for me, it was mainly just for consistency. So I wasn't at the whim of these late night school board meetings, like trying to find out like what's going on with my kid. And from the very beginning, I was advocating for this virtual option because that there was a time where maybe this they weren't gonna have this like oh op- option for being virtual like it was kind of thrown in there one day at one meeting like okay well if we don't get this and i move that you know february 12th there's no more virtual and that's what i've been advocating for is like so that everybody has options and that we're following you know following the guidance yes it's not guide not yes it's not a mandate it's guidance but like mm-hmm. people aren't just making up guidance to, to control people and, you know, ruin their lives. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm of like, uh, like, uh, children that, you know, have like, maybe like, uh, like, uh, family members that have cancer or that are some, in some way their immunity is compromised and like the idea of them not being able to have a virtual option, like, what does that mean that they can't spend time with their, you know, right. with their relatives who might have a terminal illness? Like, it's, I, I just don't know why people can't uh, see the necessity of that. Like, it's so bizarre. <laughs> well, then they'll, ba- then they'll backpedal. They'll make a statement like that and then be like, no, I was just saying. Like, I didn't really, like, mean that. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> so I forget. I was, like, getting off on a tangent. Oh, so that's all they know me about, right? Because I call mm. in. This is, like, what I got involved in. And, like, I call into the meeting. Yeah, I've seen some of your greatest hits videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and talk about that stuff so like I get it like that's all they know about me but um, you know I'm not gonna be part of that decision so what else does the what does the district need what does they what do they need to move forward you know in 2022 
moving past the pandemic, you know, this pandemic has shown a lot of cracks in the school systems that have existed there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so my priorities are to have, you know, transparent communication and accountability for board members um, where it's it's been ugly. And I not, I don't think I speak just for my school district. I think, you know, there's neighboring oh, it's a districts. Across, it's a problem I mean, across the country. You look at all the meetings that people have had over the past year and it's just it's embarrassing because like I could never like, yes, it's a volunteer position, but like these are people's jobs, like the superintendent and the administration. And they're, you know, I couldn't go to work and, and yell at people and say disrespectful things when I'm in, in like in charge. Um, so just to bring some civility, you know, back and some respect back and to have a supportive and inclusive relationship with the community. The community became very divided um, because of social media. And, uh, you know, I'd like to find a way to balance that because we all are, are really advocating for the same thing in different ways. And of course the, you know, a fiscally responsible balanced budget. Um, but for me, and I think like all schools are in a deficit right now, I think a lot of them are still waiting for the CARES Act to come back. There's been articles about our district specifically and, and the deficit that we're in. And I think it's important to, yes, move forward, but also not consistently try to keep putting the same peg in the same hole that may not have been working. Like, so, okay, three years ago, we were talking about getting brand new turf athletic fields and spending all this money on something that's great because I know you can rent it out to other, you know, sports yeah, programs yeah, it, and it's things a money like that. Maker. It's, a, it's money a money maker. It's we want the best for our kids and um mm -hmm. but you know, is is the time right now for that? Yeah, no. You know, I I don't know. I don't, yeah, you know, a little so more priorities in that, you know. I think there just needs to be financial, you know, yes, keep the financials fiscally responsible but like it also needs to be equitable mm. um you know for all the buildings like some buildings are nicer than others and we offer half-day kindergarten here and i think about a year and a half ago they did explore what it would take to offer full day which mm. um you know a lot of people say that parents are just complaining about the kids not being home because they look at school as daycare and i don't you know, and that's kind of what they will say about full day kindergarten. But, you know, the school year, the whole model is based upon moms being home, like half day kindergarten. Like what what working mother <laughs> yeah, right. can do uh, half day kindergarten, you know, or single father? Like what like what kind of crap is that? And that the whole school year is based upon the agricultural model that we needed the summers off to harvest the crops and things like that. Like, I think mm -hmm. I've talked about this before, like. You know, maybe uh, not. So, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's so out of date. It's so out of date. If that's what it's still like, I mean, I I know so I know more working mothers and I know stay-at-home mothers for sure. I mean, when I would go to pick up my son, it's a lot of grandparents, there are babysitters there, and then there is like wraparound programs, like with the Y and what our what people have told me is to send your child to a private like catholic school for kindergarten is Who cheaper has the money for that? right it's cheaper than sending that well people out by me do you know not all of them but yeah you know 
a, a good majority do, it's cheaper to send them to the private Catholic school for full day kindergarten or to like a daycare based kindergarten mm -hmm. than to pay for like the Y that picks them up beforehand and brings them and like they actually come to the building for the kids. So it, you know, I, yeah, can you say that people like it better because it's, it's daycare, but obviously there's going to be better results across the board for kids getting earlier education and I know in you know some districts they offer free pre-k and I know that's something that was a you know our Joe Biden had talked about um too and and typically you see those programs in disadvantaged communities not in a community like mine but you know pre-k and having every kid in pre-k definitely benefits everyone um so just kind of, you know, they did look into it about a year and a half ago, and I think it was going to cost, they're going to have to build a building. You know, it's going to cost maybe like $3 million to get this started. But like, that's almost how much these turf fields cost too. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe they should prioritize one and over and the I other. And I don't mean to pick on the turf fields. Like I, mm -hmm. I saw a really great presentation and, and about how fabulous they are, but it's just kind of, I don't think people people don't so if there's a very limited amount of people that are watching school board meetings there's an even more limited amount of people that watch committee meetings mm -hmm. which are like on the off weeks and you know i've started watching these meetings and i'm like damn like i didn't know like you don't know because you just trust you trust these people that you elected to represent you to make decisions that you agree with and like if you pay attention they're probably not you know yeah, like, yeah. But they haven't, nobody has questioned them. So they've been able to do what they think is best. And I honestly, I don't think anybody gets into a, you know, volunteer elected position because they're like evil and don't believe they're doing the best mm -hmm. for the kids that they can. Um, may they have other interests as well? Sure, probably. Do I? No. <laughs> I really don't. I don't have a business. I'm not like trying to become a career politician. I um, I want to pave the way for other people. I want other people to see what I'm doing and say like, oh, you know, I could do that too. You know, like there are, um, you know, a, in my area, a lot of lay people that are getting into politics. I think it's amazing. Like our state senator, Katie Moose. Um, and there's some state representative daniel Iyen that's like in chester county like it's it's just really cool to see like people that you 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 get this call and i i we like record videos for like our campaign page and i said you know it's kind of cheesy like be the change like be the change you wish to see in the world well that's what i'm doing like i'm yeah. i'm doing something you know uh what is everybody else doing like that's why i was you know getting into it on facebook about the White House hearts with Torin, mm. you know, and I'm like, I, I just, I have bigger fish to fry right now. Than, yeah, I mean, than, it's that, that, but I get it. Then the I other say person, something about that. Yeah, I mean, just, just for the listeners at home and the people who are in that group who saw that, <laughs> I, I just, it's like, I mean, it's one of those. If you don't like it, roll your eyes and keep it moving. Like, I just don't understand why we had to make a thing out of that. Well, I do think I think her name is Jennifer. I think she did a like she did a really great job. Like, and I liked how mm. that she how she did it. You know, she was just like it brings up a lot of different feelings yeah. and different people. I, I mean, I get it. Maybe. I get it. I definitely get it. Like, I completely was, get it. But I was like, yeah. I you know, 
I, I like it's just so it's just you know just pick, yeah just pick and choose what you really want to focus on i just don't with the you know the way the administration is handling some things now i, I don't think you know picking on jill biden's <laughs> Uh, and she's from Philly, so you can't mess with her because I'm yeah, looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, come on, man. I, I just, her little, her little arts and craft project in, she's in a the teacher. White House. Mom, it's, yeah, it's fine. she's fine. Like, I don't, I don't, stuff. yeah, I don't really, you know, whatever. Why, why, anyway. are we, why are we bad at this? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how I, how I got on that. But, um, <sighs> and then, you know, for me, it's this anti-racist education and I don't think that the community out here is very interested in that um, I want to make sure that our kids are not getting whitewashed education um, finding out That's like you know our um, there is a DEI you know diversity equity and inclusion committee um, I you know I don't know like I think something big that they did for Black History Month was a calendar of observances Mm. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> it seems a little lackluster, you know. Yeah. So I want to help the people that are already doing this work kind of clear the way for them a little bit so that they can make some more progress and, and be heard. Um, because there may not be a lot of black and brown people in our school district, but there are people there. And we want to make sure, you know, well, that I mean, even, even if there were no you know, black or brown Absolutely. people in your right. school district, you, you still, know you know, truth. yeah, you still need to know, you know what I mean? You're going to be out in the world and you don't want to, you know, be a Karen or a Ken. You want to actually... Or a Becky. Yeah, you want to know <laughs> these things so you, you know, because it's the truth. You need to know how right. our country is. Like, you just, you know. And yeah. to make, you know, making sure that current policies that they have are, you know, don't, you know that there's limiting of like bias and diversity mm -hmm. making sure there's equity and inclusion so that every student you know has access to safe fair and robust education um and it you know goes to the hiring too of the staff um and again just kind of I'm doing this to clear the clear the way for other people and you know awesome. see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I like never ever like I, I honestly like I remember when I was really into birth and I was like if someone would have told me, you know, like ten years ago I'd be like standing in front of this classroom teaching a childbirth class and talking about placentas and you know like bloody show I would have been like you're insane like that's gross you know but like it's funny just like these pits that life takes you on because yeah. this whole process is so interesting to me and it's very exciting and I really you know obviously I like to talk and so I love getting out and like talking to people and so where we're at right now is um February 16th we could start circulating petitions so you have to get um, 10 people to sign your petition that says, like, you're an upstanding citizen or they agree that your name should appear on the ballot um, in the primary in May. So for school board, it's 10 is all you have to get. And we're cross-filing. So I am trying to get 10 Democrats and 10 Republicans 
to sign my petition so that I can appear on both sides of the ballot. So in the mm. primary, Republicans can vote for me as well as Democrats. Um, mm. So that petition period started on the 16th and they have to be handed into the courthouse by the 9th. Um, so we'll probably hand ours in like the week before. Um, we already have more than we need, but the goal is to get more because I do expect a dirty, maybe not dirty, but I, you know, I do expect a smear campaign. <laughs> I do expect things to come up along the way. So we need mm. to make sure that, like, if somebody signs my petition, like innocently, and wrote that they live in upper upper uh, upper Providence. That's not my region. I need people that are Limerick, Spring City, and Royersford. So if an Upper Providence right. person sign that, the you know opposition can it'll be like public, and they can look at it, and then they yeah. can call I me. Mean, it's, so, it's, it's like, wow, you're running for school board, and it's gonna be like mm-hmm. there's still interpolitics into that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, like, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's it gonna be a campaign ad next though? But like, it's, it's who knows? Like, well, yeah, right. That's 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 wild. Um, so where where do you uh, you you're running with other people, right? Who who else yes. is uh, on? They on so we are trying to have a slate, and we're still um, working on it to like fill every seat that is up for re-election or or for people that aren't running. So there are four seats open, um, and still trying to work on somebody for the one seat but right now it's three of us um and it's kind of cool because the my one um campaign mate erica we live in the same development and we actually met um in 2019 on at the day of the primary because she runs the scholastic book fair and like Mm -hmm. the smart woman she is she had the book fair going on during you know election day so people coming into the school could see the books and i bought my daughter a book about hillary clinton and i left my debit card there and so she found me on like facebook and um she's like oh i knew i'd like you you know because you're buying this hillary clinton book and like here we are like running for school board you know four years later so it's it's pretty cool um and she actually was someone who first got me to um there was a rally uh, against Joe Gale that was going to be in Norristown, and I wrote that I was going on Facebook, but it was just the first time I had gone to one, so it's kind of like, am I going to go? I don't want to go by myself. And she was like, hey, are you going to this? I'll go if you go. And I'm like, yes, I'll drive. Oh. So it was like, because I had that buddy, we went, and it was like an amazing experience. That's awesome. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And then we met Karen through... Um, Somehow we got this chat going of people that were interested when, you know, we would kind of live chat meetings, school board meetings, Mm -hmm. and it was like a group of like 13 of us. And so I actually didn't meet Karen until we went to take pictures for our campaign because of the pandemic. Everything we've done like has been online. And so it's really been amazing to meet, um, you know, through politics and just through the human experience um, meeting people that I probably wouldn't have come across because they live in other townships. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So we, yeah, we're some, we're Karen's uh, mom in the district as well. So we're, we joke around that like our campaign picture would be like from um, 
Saturday Night Live, like the mom jeans when they're uh-huh. all like, <laughs> like if you look up like the gifs or gifs, I don't know how you say it, and you like put mom jeans it's in, both ways. It's like all of them. Oh my uh, gosh, if he, if y'all that, that would be so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my son here is having a little bit of an issue. What's up, friend? Dad's on the call. He's on the call. And I need help cutting it. You need help cutting it? Grab me some scissors. Uh, my scissors, I think, are in the, the the where the forks and knives are. You know, schooling, virtual schooling, this is how it goes. You just keep yeah, it moving. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, it might work for your campaign. I might leave it no, to... it's cool. Yeah, multitasking. <laughs> I am cutting out a rocket ship about hopes and dreams. Is this mm-hmm. for math? What's this for? This for um um it's for um. Come on, dead air isn't good for <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> 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 you a little bit nervous? What's it for? I don't know what, it is. what class? What What are you doing right now? Science? No, it's library. Library. I'll say it the Philly way. Library. Library. <laughs> library. But April 1st, Liv, if you want to come down, we are having a fundraiser at, there's a comedy club here in Royersford, which actually Andrew Dice Clay is, is here right now. Um, it gets pretty big acts, and he had opened um, right okay, right when the pandemic hit, and so over the summer, he put a bunch of sand in the field and made like a beach so they could have outside shows and did amazing, and now there's like a dome that he put up so they can do stuff in the winter. So it's like this open-ended dome with heaters underneath. And we April 1st, we're having a fundraiser. I forget at the moment who the comedians are, but you guys should come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm, I'm probably gonna be all sick week. That's the week of my birthday. Oh, party. No, no it's the next week. But, it's but like the I, week uh, before Easter. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll work something out. Um, oh, yeah. Take me down. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question I wanted to ask you. Um, where do you where do you see yourself going from here? Uh, do you think this is gonna be a stepping stone or are you just, you know, playing it, you know, by the seat of your pants? So my my the my first goal and dream that I kind of how I got another thing I got into in the fall was substitute being a substitute school nurse. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself a snack, all the snacks, and um, I was like, let me kind of get my foot in the door um, for you know if maybe the the school nurse at Marshall School retires, I could like walk to school. It would be like such a great thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and now they're all retired. There's like three positions with the district right now, <laughs> as, oh. for full time school nurse. And when you work for the, you can't work for the district and be on the school board. So, yeah. um, you kind of, if I were to get elected, it's a four year term, mm-hmm. and that would kind of work out really great with my daughter, uh, my youngest, because then she, then she, they'd all be like kind of in that school schedule time. So I would like to be a school nurse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know where this will take me. My neighbor was like, I'm going to start calling you Senator. And I'm like, oh, I really, <laughs> I really don't think, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, uh, you, I, you, you know. never know. 
Who knows? You, you're getting into the school board. You might want to, you know what I mean, keep moving, you know? I can and then- see I could see you with, with you know, some some uh, suit pants on and a blazer. <laughs> well, that yeah. is what I'm not doing. That I um, there was this this woman running for state representative in um, did I talk about her before? I forget where she lives, Arkansas maybe. Mm-hmm. And she posted this thing like she just always wore jeans and chucks and t-shirts, and she yeah, said awesome. that the 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 fashion aspect of politics sometimes keeps a lot of people out of it and it keeps you know diverse people out of it too because if you're trans or um you know non-binary you know you're not going to fit into this category of wearing this business suit and and be comfortable so i was like oh that is amazing yeah i'm not gonna i'm gonna be myself you know like that's so nice. that was yeah. So. I've I've noticed I've noticed that with what uh with a lot of the the new age uh progressive politicians like a lot of them like wearing hoop earrings and and like <laughs> yeah they're they're wearing tunes and stuff and, and and like it's it's cool to like people are like you know changing that image of the everybody wearing a blade like I I was joking when I said that right like, I. Uh... Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's cool that people are changing that because it is going to make more people want to run. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I mean, um, I, oh, wait, I, I wanted uh, to tell you guys one one other story. So mm-hmm. I had I had Liv do my read my um, tarot cards. What was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. And um, I was telling her how I kind of asked the universe for a sign about running for school board because I had a friend who said, you know, that's what she does and she sees these signs. So I think I asked for a sign um, in the summer, like when I started thinking about this and I didn't and I didn't get it. And I was like kind of saying to live like two weeks ago, am I crazy to keep pushing this when I haven't gotten my sign or did I miss the sign? And then when was it? I think it was like three days ago. I was on this girl's Instagram page that like I love to hate. Like she just, she drives me crazy, but I got to check on her to see what she's doing. And she, okay, I'm telling my story about my sign. And so I had asked for pink fuzzy bunny slippers was what I wanted to see. And I didn't see them anywhere. And then this girl posted a picture of her kids in pink funny buzzy bunny slippers and i'm like well there you go <laughs> yep <laughs> i just had to be patient so oh heck yeah there you go <laughs> god speed up <laughs> well i hope i hope everything works out um I'm, i mean i i support you 100 percent. i love to see you know people getting into their local politics even if it is on school board or, or you know whatever it is yeah. Just, just get out there and and do something. Run, run for office. Um, you know, just do what you got to do in your community. A lot of the times, we only focus on our, our uh, national elections. Right. So, I mean, I, I love to see people, you know, f- focusing on you know the people who live around them. So. Mhm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I posted. What's going on with my? Township supervisors always continues to amaze me. Mm-hmm. I know. 
All right, I got to deal with this rocket. This James <laughs> rocket for library kiss. Is it like going to open up? It's gonna, there's two parts you can open. Oh. And then I'll have that, to send you guys a picture of this when we're done. Oh, that goes behind it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, le- I'm leaving all this in. This, this is good for you. <laughs> He's gonna write, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are you gonna write in there? An army man. Oh, jeez. Army man? Uh, it's not a YouTuber. Or a YouTuber. I'm already. You already. He that's, does. That's a wide range. <laughs> You can, you can like and subscribe. I'm gonna subscribe. go on the military or I'm gonna be a YouTube. Marsh, Marsh, what's your YouTube thing? Come on. Ninja Marshall 10, follow him. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell. Is that what they say? Yeah, hit the bell. <laughs> hit the bell. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, let me get this hope and dream rocket together but it was fun talking to you guys as always yeah anytime you want to come back home it's always a pleasure all right cool thanks guys (laughs) bye 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 Bye. and i hope you enjoyed that interview um so in summation uh you know you know, fuck Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that Democrats actually have to help people in, instead of, you know, playing bad politics. Fuck Ted Cruz. Um, know who to blame. Know who the actual culprits are. Like, when you're blaming people for what's going wrong in Texas, no, it's not the Green New Deal or windmills. It's fucking 20, 30... 20 to 30 years of bad policy that led up to this. And should the and should the Biden administration be doing more? Perhaps. But, you know, it's not an overnight fix. It's going to take a, a little while to fix that. Like um and, you know, sad to say, uh we can't just bl- leftists can't just blame Democrats for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm and I'm not defending the Biden administration at all. Um, uh, I, I think they're doing a horrible job. First of all, first of all, they're they're still deporting people um, at the border. So there's still kids in cages. So you know they lied about that. Yeah. Liberals are going to ignore that, but you know they're still there. I don't know what's going on. There's still kids in cages. Everybody. Hope yep. y'all know that there's still people being de- deported at an alarming rate. Biden, Biden is, you know, threatening to go to war with Venezuela and Haiti. Mm-hmm. There's still there's still concentration camps basically at the border, and children that have been separated from their parents that will never know the parents that uh, risked everything to bring them over to the border for a better life. Ever. Yeah, so Democrats are still being Democrats. Corporate Democrats are still being Democrats. So, you know, just stay tuned and, you know, stay present in the real world. Yeah. Please. Escapism has its place, but it can't be, it can't be your, your, your sole vice. Yeah. Get away from all your problems. You actually do have to face your problems. Yeah. And, yeah. So this has been Shooting the Shit with Lou and Jay. You have anything else? Stay grounded, stay present, stay awake. Don't close your eyes for nothing. <laughs> All right. 
Alright, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show this week. Um, we'll be back next week. I'm, we're going to try to have a shooting the shit every Monday from now on. We're going to record them over the weekend and have the show out on Monday. So, for Olivia Seaman, I'm Jay Hezekiah. See you later, guys. Solidarity. Solidarity.